Shatoata, the Russian nightmare Nikita Koloff here. Uncle Nikita saying you are listening to Wrestle with Hope. I follow as he instructs, and I don't pay any mind if you try to interrupt. Yeah. I got more than money could ever buy DBI, million dollar pocket, yeah. always there to watch. Yeah. Y'all know what I wrestle uh, with. I used to be reckless, now I'm trying to tell y'all what the message is. Definitely. Welcome, true believers, to Wrestle with Hope, a wrestling podcast with Saturday morning sentiment and Sunday morning value. I'm your host. Wayne Cordova. And as you know, my wrestling fandom covers the birth of Hulkamania, past the Monday Night Wars, and into this modern era. And today, we've got a special treat. This is our bonus interview episode. It is WWH in this corner. And in this corner, we've got somebody really special to talk one-on-one with. He is the Russian nightmare, Nikita Koloff. His career speaks for itself. I mean, one of the most prolific personalities of 80s National Wrestling Alliance wrestling. From NWA to WCW and everything in between, we're going to be talking to the Russian nightmare Nikita Koloff, not just about his wrestling career, but his ministry career as well. So without further ado, please welcome the Russian nightmare. Good you do? Nikita Koloff. Nikita, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Shatoita, Cobra. Shatoita. Oh, my goodness. Nikita, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Hey, hey, listen, brother. It's just a privilege and an honor to be with you. I I love it. Wrestling with hope, right? I love it. Oh, man, I... I yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it's for us. That's that's the whole thing. Is you know, uh, there, there's a lot of wrestling podcasts that are out there. A lot, a lot of wrestling podcasts. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I just wanted to start something a little bit different. And on our regular episodes, we cover what's going on this week in wrestling uh, from a positive perspective. You know, a lot of times, you know, people like to hate watch things, and I'm like, yeah. I, I'm you know, I'm not into that. And and then I, within that, I like to talk about what happened this week in wrestling history. And uh, been talking about you a lot lately, by the way, just as, as far as this, uh, this has been the season. Uh, lots been going on in Nikita Koloff's past uh, during the fall season. And then I, I like to wrap up the time with the uh, what we call it the word of the week. Sure. And uh, just a, a, a brief devotion at the end just to kind of share and encourage people. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it, it's exciting. And, you know, Nikita, just uh, if you don't mind, just, you know, again, welcome to the podcast. Tell everybody just a little bit, if, if, in case people are coming in and, and they don't even know who you are for some reason. Maybe they came out of a rock somewhere. Uh, <laughs> who, who are you and, and what do you do currently? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a great opening question. Uh, man, it's been quite a journey for me uh, coming from the salt mines of, of, of Moscow, Minnesota. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hailing from the great state of Minnesota via Russia. Um, but, uh, and, and coming to the Carolinas, breaking into that wacky world of professional wrestling in the eighties and early nineties, walking away, uh, from wrestling at the age of 33, uh, under my own terms, um, I've been coined the Barry Sanders of pro wrestling for those football fans. They'll, they'll understand that for others are like, huh? Um, 
In other words, <laughs> I walked away uh, essentially in the prime of my career uh, by choice, only to find myself 11 months later at an altar, surrendering my heart and my life to Jesus. And for the last 25 plus years, have been on the path uh, of ministry and building God's kingdom while still uh, having my, my hands in wrestling uh, via autograph signings, et cetera, where you and I met. And so that's just a, yeah. oh, a yeah. brief, a brief, a brief background. Well, you know, one of the things that we, we talk about, you know, here on, on Wrestle With Hope is just kind of, uh, you know, wrestling past. And I always open up the show talking about where my fandom kind of lies, you know, and I always talk about how, you know, my wrestling fandom spans the birth of Hulkamania through the Monday Night Wars and into the modern era. And so it's, it's, it kind of covers a wide breadth. I was born a wrestling fan, you know, believe it or not, because I have older brothers and cousins that, I mean, from the time I was a kid, you know. Um, what about you? Were, were you a wrestling fan before you joined the business? Uh, actually, actually, it was not. I mean, it, my, my closest uh, uh, encounter with wrestling would have came back in my college days. Uh, you know, I was passionate about football. Uh, centered yeah. and focused on football, uh, you know, dreamed as a kid of being in the NFL, playing in the NFL. Um, but I worked out at a gym called Ventura's Gym, a little okay. sweat box in northern Minneapolis. I mean, four walls and a bunch of old equipment with a guy named Jesse Ventura rocking at the front desk when you walked in. So that was my really my real personal introduction to pro wrestling. I mean, I'd see the AWA on, on television every now and then, you know, yeah. back, back with the, th the three channels that we had back then. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I went to one professional match uh, in my college days to watch Jesse have a deadlift competition with a guy by the name of precious Paul Ellering. Oh yeah. Uh, back before he was ever manager for the road warriors. And that was my first live event and eye-opening event to how, in those days, how serious people were about professional wrestling. And so that was, that was kind of my introduction to pro wrestling. And, and so, you know, from there, now Minnesota, I mean, I know that you, you, you ended up there by way of Russia, and we all know that. And, uh, <laughs> right. That's right, comrade. And, <laughs> but, you know, like, I mean, Minnesota was just, I mean, honestly, just a, um, mecca. A, a, a virtual mecca of wrestling. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you have so many wrestlers coming out of there. You have Jesse and every, you know, everybody from the AWA, you have, you know, Rick Rude, Kurt Henning, and, uh, you know, so many, so many folks, Paul Ellering. Um, now you, I mean, you weren't always a pastor. So, you know, how did you end up with a wrestling career? I know you were involved in football. Yeah. So, so the transition there was, um, in college, it's I suffered what, again, if there's football fans out there, they know who Joe Theismann is when, when LT yeah. fractured Joe Theismann. I actually, in my freshman year in college, I actually fractured my right leg in a game in college. Um, everyone thought it was, my career was over. I was determined to continue to play. I rehabilitated the leg, came back, played three more years, only to fracture my left leg, uh, in in a game my senior year and so i had two joe theisman fractures if you will um was being mm. scouted by the nfl my senior year and and i was determined that if i could come back from one broken leg 
I could come back from another one. So I was training for a pro football tryout when some of my buddies had got into wrestling, Barry Darso, Rick Rude, uh, the Road Warriors, uh, some, some of the other guys. And just got a random call one day from Road Warrior Animal, shared a storyline with me about a nephew for Ivan Koloff, and uh, the rest is history. I can give you more details, but the rest is history from there. Well, I mean, and you talk about, you know, again, you know, Ivan Koloff, you know, former world heavyweight champion, uh, Barry Darsa, who we know back then as Crusher Khrushchev and then uh, becoming, you know, demolition. Right. Uh, when, when you, you know, when you walk into that environment and again, you know, you're, you're being pitched the idea of basically joining the most hated uh, Russian villain in wrestling. Right. Uh, to be his nephew, what give us an idea of what that's like to play, not to play, to be a Russian heel in the eighties, um, and especially with one just uh, with a successful run like you had with Ivan Koloff and Crusher Khrushchev. Well, it's interesting, and I didn't know at the time. Uh, I, I had no idea there. There's a term for this that I didn't know at the like. I, I didn't. I played football, right? I didn't go to acting yeah. school. I didn't. You know, I didn't take drama class. I wasn't in the school play. I mean, uh, ironically, I hated standing in front of a, 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 a group of a cla- my classmates and give a speech. Uh, right. That's the irony behind all this. And and so, and again, not being a, a major fan of wrestling growing up, I, I didn't know a lot of the names. I didn't know Ivan Koloff prior to meeting him in a hallway in Charlotte, North Carolina in 1984. And, and and I talked to the promoter, Jim Crockett, on the phone. Now, this is way before the days of cell phone and sending a picture, a selfie through your phone to somebody. I had a five-minute right. conversation, sight unseen with him. And I said, Mr. Crockett, you understand I have no amateur wrestling background, no professional training. You're okay with that? He's like, yep, just be in my office with your head shaved on such and such a day. I'm like, okay, I'll see you there. So I showed up the day he said to be there. I loaded up my car with everything I owned, left Minneapolis, drove to Charlotte, North Carolina, walked into his office. He took a look at me, said, wait here, walked out, walked back in, introduced me to Ivan Koloff, Don Canoodle, the world tag team champions, and said, here's your new partner. Literally put me on the interview set. Now, part of the story was you don't speak any English. So I'm like, okay, I don't have to talk. Well, that's a good thing, probably, right? <laughs> and so said, Take your shirt off, stand there, look mean. Ivan, put your chains around his neck, you know. So that was day one. At the conclusion of day one, he said, be in Raleigh, North Carolina tomorrow night. You're going to wrestle on television, having never been in a ring before or in a match or any training. And 11 seconds later, I had my first win in professional wrestling. And you're right. The crowd, without even knowing me, <laughs> hated me because of the association with Don Kernodal and Ivan Koloff. Wow. And that was the launch of the career. And, and I'm going to get to this point real quick, too. Is So the terminology yeah. I learned was uh, uh, method acting. Method acting. Right. What I did was, in my mind, I projected, if I was really from Russia... What would that look like? How would I act? What would, it, what would I eventually sound like, talk like? And, and so I just took a few months and kind of processed all of that while destroying guys in the ring without talking to anybody. Now, like, did, 
you did just like at the opening of this podcast, you, you know, you, you, you talked the talk. Now, did you actually learn Russian? Like, did that actually come to play? So what I, so what I did, I got, I got my hands on a Russian workbook. And for those who don't know what a cassette tape is, you put that, you used to to put that in your car and you could play a a track on your cassette. Um, I got a cassette tape with, with Russian, Russian on it, the workbook. I learned to sign my name in Russian. um, And, Put a few phrases together that for the average American wouldn't have a clue. Now, if somebody had actually been from Russia, they would have went, that makes uh, no <laughs> sense what that guy just said. But <laughs> but for the story and the fact that I, I was going to run into probably very few Russians, I, 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 again, projected myself into that hook, line, and sinker 24 wow. hours a day, seven days a week, and built the persona. And that was when, as a kid, this is the funny thing, like as a kid watching you, um, not only, not only was I convinced, you know, that, you know, these guys are, these guys are, are going to invade, they're invading via wrestling and they're going to, they're going to take over. But I mean, I remember being legitimately scared of you guys because I mean, just the, the size and what you carried. And then my only, um, whenever I would play wrestling and if I was playing Nikita Koloff, I only knew one one phrase that you and I was I would always go could you do and like that was, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it and I would just I would just unload and then just you know be I would be the you know the only kid that would say I'll I'll be the Russians because they're the scariest they're the toughest uh, <laughs> that's great that's great you're not the first guy that said they were scared to death of me I, I mean oh and, man in fact my brother not only not only fans tell you a quick story Mark Merrill who Johnny B. Oh, Bad, yeah. right? He told yeah. me a story a couple of years ago. I'd never heard it before. He goes, dude, when I first came to the Carolinas, we're sitting in the dressing room. I'm looking at you. He goes, I was scared of you. And, and, and I'm, and I'm, a, I'm one of the boys. I'm, he goes, and then you're talking to that accent in the dressing room. I, I look at a couple of the other guys. I go, does he know like we're smart to the business? That we're- Oh, man. <laughs> but that's just how I carried the persona everywhere I oh, went, yeah. anywhere I went. Well, and that's and honestly for me, it was even it was harder to even decide who was scarier, um, bald Nikita or flat top Nikita. Yeah, because the bald, the bald <laughs> Nikita, the flat top. Oh yeah, uh, the flat top. I, 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 I just toyed with that because of the whole Ivan Drago, Rush, yeah. Rocky Four character. I thought, well, if we can get over there, let me let me play around with it. But yeah, bald Nikita. It'll probably save you some money in razors. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, in the mid in the mid eighties, I mean, Nikita Koloff was on top of the sport. I mean, it was one of those things where you could not watch the National Wrestling Alliance and and escape the the Russian nightmare. You won almost every singles championship, challenged for all of them uh, in in the NWA. Also, uh, tag team championships. You were world tag team champion, six man tag team champion, and then you had this feud with Magnum TA. Mm-hmm. And Magnum TA, a lot of people don't even understand, you know, where at that time, as far as a hero goes and a babyface goes, you know, you couldn't get hotter than Magnum TA. Right. And the feud between Nikita Koloff and Magnum TA was just the hottest thing going. And then all of a sudden, tragedy strikes. And I know that when you end up working with somebody so closely, when you end up working with someone so intensely, even, you know, cause like you said, you're a method actor and you were, you were in this. What, 
tell us a little bit about you know Magnum TA's accident and injury and and for you personally what was that like for you to go through personally and and professionally because you know like I said it's you, you couldn't there, nobody could just kind of hide that or brush that out you guys were the feud sure we went and that's the most talked about in wrestling for me is the best of seven yeah. for the US title uh bar none by the fans I mean they'll talk about the great American bash my matches with Ric Flair the war games and chain matches against the road warriors and others but the best of seven against magnum it, it went from it went from a professional relationship to a personal relationship i right. i didn't believe it at first i had just come back from a a tour in japan wrestling in japan i was in philadelphia and dusty and Rhodes and jimmy crockett pulled me up into a room by myself they said hey we know you just got but we got to tell you something and when they told me about Mag magnum's accident i Honestly, I didn't believe it. I, you know, wrestling's a work. I'm like, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Part of the story, they're like, no, no, no. I mean, it took them a few, really a few minutes to convince me, no, we're on, we're, we're on the square here. This is the, he really, he broke his neck. He, it looks like he could be paralyzed for the rest of his life, you know, from his neck down and all that. And, and then, so that kind of settled in and I was like, oh my gosh, wow. So that, that's where it transitioned from, a very pro a professional relationship to a personal relationship. Um, yeah. And then the opportunity to transition from a, a bad guy to a good guy, obviously stemmed from all of that. And people have different opinions of whether that was a good or a bad move. Now we did, we did incredible business for the next two years. Um, yeah. Uh, because of that move, but some feel like I, I would have, would have been more dominating and 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 would have been better off to to you know remain that villain heel but I, i'm glad i had both sides experience on both sides of the track well you know it's it's one of those things anyway just you know in 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 that entire experience um you you wouldn't have had and you know had everything stayed the same you guys would have stayed the course and and and, and continued and had magnum stayed you know healthy right um you you wouldn't have had the run that you had you know, after it's just, it's just amazing how you know, really just you know God's timing is and, and all that and you know in that because you said you know that was a, a big success it was a surprise you know but it but it was a, a, a huge success and then to kind of turn that around and to you know end up being the superpowers right. you know with you know with Dusty and um and that's just one of those things where for people to kind of see you and and make that turn. It, you know, even though the circumstances were the way they were, that was also the way that the United States was going. And the whole world was the fact that, you know, slowly but surely Russia wasn't the enemy necessarily, right. you know, uh, right. anymore. And so, you know, it, it was really timely, you know, for that to happen. And, you know, and, and for you to kind of take that next step, that next level. Yeah. Um, and you saw some and, and again, you, you saw some continued success during that time. And then. You ended up having to take another, um, or you took another hiatus, you know, in wrestling around 88, 89. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and how did that kind of change your perspective on life and, and the business? Great question. Yeah. Uh, so, so my wife, Mandy at the time, uh, she was 24 when she's, uh, found cancer, um, uh, hmm. and, uh, Hodgkin's disease, uh, and and she battled that for two years. She had a re she went into remission at one point, um, and it came back and, and really kind of came back with even you know more of a vengeance. And when it came back and she got more sick and she eventually lost all her hair. Uh, she was a very yeah. very beautiful woman. I mean, uh, you know, and and 
obviously that was, you know, for, for a woman to lose their hair was, uh, you know, big deal. Um, so that was pretty devastating. And so I, I just made a decision, told the, the, the office, I said, look, here's the situation. I'm going to step out for, uh, I'll be back, but I, I've got to take this leave. I've got to take this sabbatical. You know, I've got a wife who's dying of cancer. And, and yeah. I honestly don't feel like they were very re- receptive to all that as much as you'd like to think they would be. Cause uh, you know, for them, business is business. Right. And I uh, thought I could just continue like I, I had been and, and, and maybe still take care of her, but I just really felt led to step down, step away. And, and she eventually at age 26 passed. And, and you say, how did that change perspective on that? I wasn't, I wasn't a follower of Jesus at that time. Um, right. I'd say I, I believed in God. I just didn't know God in, in a personal yeah. way. I knew of God. Um, and, but that said, as part of my journey, really opened my eyes to the brevity of life, to how short life really can be. And then now really how short life is. I mean, even if you live to be yeah. 80, 90, 100, that's really the blink of an eye in the, in, in the scope of eternity. It really is. That's for sure. So for her to Absolutely. pass at age 26 was a, was a real eye-opener for the brevity of right. life. I remember, uh, and, and this is funny because you know, for me as a kid, there were, um, for, for me as a kid, there was just, you know, a, a handful of things I paid attention to. And that was the, you know, the world of wrestling, uh, you know, the, the world of, you know, Star Wars and the world of comic books. I mean, I was just a kid, you know, right. and I would buy every single wrestling magazine that was out there. Any spare change I would get, I would, I would get. and I remember, you know, as I, you know, flipping through, um, you know, one of the, one of the wrestling magazines it was probably pro wrestling illustrated at the time. Yeah. And they, they had a full write up of what you were going through personally. And I just remember as a kid, I, you know, flipping through those magazines to see pictures of, you know, brutes beating up each other and winning championships and that kind of thing. That was probably for me one of my first exposures as a young guy to real life issues like cancer and Hodgkin's. And, you know, it's just that to me was I, I learned through your experience, you know, what what that was like. Mm-hmm. And I just always remember going, you know, wow, that you know, what a seeing you in a completely different light and going, you know what could he possibly be going through right now? Mm-hmm. You know, and just, you know, and even that at that young of an age, that's one of those things where you don't see that very often. And, and even now you still don't see that, you know, very often, even in the world of you know social media. And I just remember as a kid that, mm. you know, that being something of like knowing your story that young and, and just, you know, feeling for you, you know, right. in, in that time, you know, right. Um, I, what I'd love to do is, you know, kind of, I, I remember when, you know, when you came back, um, you know, you, you came back with a vengeance, you had some, you know, uh, just some incredible encounters. Um, and, and again, you, you know, came back at first, you know, um, as a, you know, as a heel, then, you know, becoming, you know, face and literally kind of, kind of ushering in that kind of sting, um, you know, era of like WCW, you know, right. back when, you know, it was in, and it switched over. And I just remember your battles with, you know, Vader and, you know, team right. sting versus team Vader and all that. Um, and then, Again, you you know you were out of the spotlight, and I remember you know seeing you pop up and and hearing, hey, did you hear Nikita Koloff is a is a minister? And I was like, what? It's I'd love to hear your faith story, and, and I, let me you know tell me a little bit or tell me a lot about it. Doesn't matter of of your faith journey. What what happened from there? 
Yeah, so I did. So, um, you know, after, well, after Mandy passed, just kind of bring people up to speed after she passed, I actually went down to, to Ric Flair invited me down to his house a couple of times. And, and, uh, he was actually booking at the time for WCW yeah. and, and he wanted me back sooner than I was ready to come back. He, a little known fact, he actually offered the world, you, you know, he said I had almost every belt. The only one I, you know, I had plenty of matches against him won lots of matches, never won the belt. Um, and it's essentially the only belt in the NWA, you know, basically I didn't have. And he offered me That's the right. belt uh, to come back. And I, honestly, I, I just mentally wasn't ready to go back. So I, probably one of, the, one of the few guys who would turn down a world heavyweight belt. Um, <laughs> and uh, But the, the couple times I made that trip to his house in Charlotte and had that conversation with him. And then when I eventually did come back, um, of course we did, they were convinced I could be a heel. We did the thing with, with Luger and whacking him over the head with, with the belt. And, and then that, that wasn't getting over like they thought it would. And that's when they, then we did the deal in St. Pete where I hit sting and we fight out to the parking lot and that got over a little better. And then eventually they're like, okay, you're, you're right. You probably need to be a, a good guy. And so made the appeal to sting, became the good guy and kind of finished out my career that way. Vader. My matches, my last match was with Vader. It wasn't career ending right. as much as people think it was. I did get injured. I got a hernia, and he injured my neck that night fighting out on the floor. But, again, I walked away under my own terms. I did end up having to have sur surgery for a hernia and was rehabilitating my neck. But when I broke into the business, I had already set limits, goals on when I would walk away. My goal was to walk away on top of the business by the time I was 35. And I made that decision just before I was getting ready to turn 34. So hmm. kind of a year ahead of schedule. Uh, and, and then 11 months after making that decision, my last match with Big Van Vader is when I had met through business contacts, a Christian couple invited to a church, went October 1993 to a service with them first service I'd been to at that that church and found myself at the altar surrendering myself uh, surrendering my life to to the Lord Jesus and life's never been the same since I mean that was wow. an encounter uh, for me that I, I like to say it this way I went from success to fulfillment because even though I was successful in the world of wrestling had acquired a level of fame around the world, I knew something was still missing. I was on what I would call an empty chase, trying to fill that emptiness with success and championship belts and the roar of the crowd and everything else. And, and on that morning, though, 17 October 1993, um, I went from success to fulfillment because by getting on my knees, surrendering my life to him, there was just this sense of fulfillment. And all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, a sense of purpose to my life more than just being some pro wrestler. Wow. And obviously, obviously, you know, overnight you don't go from, uh, you know, experiencing that kind of conversion story to, uh, to becoming, you know, a, a minister and a pastor. There's definitely a, a journey, you know, in that. Um, and, and how, you know, what, what was essential for you you know, especially just in, in your time of growth and just kind of, you know, growing in your faith, what was the thing that was essential for you in that time? Great question. Great question. Cause a lot of times, especially with celebrities, they find out 
you know, there's a big deal right now with Kanye West, right? Like I just saw, right. he just posted no, no more secular music. He's only going to do gospel. And, and apparently he's had, you know, uh, an encounter with Jesus of his own, you know, a spiritual journey. Right. And, and so the, the, the challenge is when you're a celebrity like that, all of a sudden all these churches and everybody, Oh, let's have him in. Let's have him share his testimony. Let's have him give his story. And, and unfortunately, no perfect world out there, no perfect church, that if you're not careful, that can backfire on, on you if you're not grounded in your faith and ready right. to step out and do that. So on that note, I feel very fortunate. Essentially, about the first five years, I did not jump out there and just start sharing my testimony and telling my story. I was discipled. I mean, if the church doors were open, I was there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, revivals. I mean, we had a lot of revivals in wow. our church. I went on mission trips. I went and got my hands dirty. I didn't even, honestly even know what a, told me to get a pair of work boots. Uh, I go, what, <laughs> what, what do those look like? And they're like, are you kidding me? Are you, I'm like, I never had a pair of work boots. What do they look like? And because I went to Trinidad to help build a church, got my hands dirty. I went to Tobago and helped build a Bible school. I went to Angola, Africa, and helped build a church for three weeks. And so went and got my hands dirty. The, the Lord brought an evangelist from South Africa into my life that became like a spiritual father and a mentor and helped me in that process of discipling, getting grounded in the word of God and just developing my personal relationship with him over those first few years and before the Lord really swung the door wide open uh, in 1998. So five years of discipleship, 1998, the years the door swung wide open for evangelism and beginning to travel. And fast forward now, 25 years later, I've been in currently 28 different countries. I've wow. ministered in about plus or minus 1,200 churches uh, 26 or seven different denominations and, and God's just been faithful on this, on this journey. Man, how, you know, how amazing is it, right? Cause you know, you, you start your wrestling career and your wrestling career starts off with, um, you know, no, you look the part, you, you know, you, 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 you can act the part, dive right on in. Right? right. And then, and then you become a Christian and it becomes, you know, instead of diving right in, you, do the work and prepare yourself and get yourself ready. Isn't that kind of funny? It's just one of those things where, you know, the, you know, this isn't something that you just kind of dive into and, and, and jump right in. No, you become, you, you get pruned, you get prepared, you get ready. Uh, and then all along the way, yeah, God's using you and God's moving and, and, and doing some amazing stuff. But, you know, like you said, you know, about five years later, that's when things started really opening up because you prepared yourself. Yeah, I became a student. I became a student yeah. and, and and applied myself to learn and grow and and I still am. I'm I'm forever learning, continuing to learn. And and a touch of irony in comparing the wrestling business to what I do now uh, as a faith-based minister and what I mean by that is I, I don't set fees to go share the gospel message. I mean, you know, churches will take care of getting me there and put me in a hotel and stuff like that, but but I don't charge a fee to go minister. I've been walking by faith in fact, the last payroll I've been on was World Championship Wrestling in 1992. So wow. I've really trusted the Lord to supply all my needs, 
uh, and God's people just sowing and investing into Koloff for Christ Ministries, investing in me. I'll tell you more, a little bit more about that in a, in a second, kind of where the future for me. But um, here's a touch of irony, too. If I look at wrestling and what I did in wrestling as part of preparation, right? We're talking about preparation. Yeah. So in wrestling, my brother, let's see, I, I flew on airplanes. I rented cars. I stayed in hotels. I talked on microphones in front of cameras, entertaining crowds for a living. Crowds of all sizes, right? Right. I look back. If you ask me, what are you doing now? Um, I'm flying on airplanes. I'm renting cars. I'm staying in hotels. I'm talking on microphones <laughs> in front of cameras sometimes like this. Yeah. Right. And not necessarily to entertain a crowd, although I can. But now to bring a much more important message, and that is what God did in my own life and what he can do for anybody else that will put their faith and trust in him. Just as my life was changed and transformed, anybody else can have that same experience, that same encounter if they open their heart and receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Man, and, and honestly, what an incredible journey. And because you know what you have been able to do now, um, you you traveled you've traveled more and further, you know, uh, in this part of life than you know than in in the rest in your wrestling yes. career. Mm-hmm. Um, and and tell me a little bit about your ministry. Tell me about what you're doing now and what you're what you know what you're up to currently. So I've been actually. Uh, uh, I took a three day sabbatical. Went up to the Mount Pisgah National Forest uh, in in July. Just you know, I'm like, okay, twenty. The year 2020 is coming up, so Lord, give, right. give me 2020 vision for 2020. And he actually, there you go. He actually expanded that from 2020 to 2025. So for those who are Ooh. prayer warriors out there, just be praying about this. So Koloff for Christ Ministries actually just in June became official 501c3 nonprofit. Um, after 17 awesome. years, yeah, um, just decided to to go for that, and God just took care of that in a matter of weeks. But um, and so people can can contribute and, you know, and, and of course, get, you know, tax deductions and all that. But part of the vision. So I've been working on this vision board. I was challenged to do a vision board. And so kind of where I'm at right now currently is, you know, continuing to do what I'm doing. But earlier this year, Lex Luger and I, the total package who had his own encounter, April 23rd, 2006, launched a, a ministry here in the Carolinas outside of Charlotte called Man Camp. Man yes. Camp. And uh, we bring small groups of men, like in October, we'll have about 20 or so men that we'll bring in, and him and I will pour into and, and minister to these guys uh, for five days and, and just, you know, break bread with them and just, just live life with them. Um, and so we're, we're, doing, we're doing that twice a year, once in the spring, once in the fall. Um, and and we'll, we can give some websites and stuff later. But yeah, so, so we got the man camp. That, that we're doing because God's really called me to men's ministry. Um, uh, I'm doing one day conferences. I just did one last, last weekend in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm doing another one next weekend in, in Detroit, Michigan called man up, man up conference. Oh, wow. Just a one day conference to bring men in, kind of give them a taste of man camp. Um, and uh, again, speaking and the goal being to help men be physically healthy, mentally, emotionally, spiritually healthy, the the line would be this. Uh, we want to see whole men living holy lives, wholly available unto the Lord. All right. Wow. So men isn't the only thing I'm doing though, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be in, um, in Kentucky this Sunday, Sunday mornings, kicking off a four day revival. So I do revivals, um, crusades all over the world. And, and the vision 
here's so here's the vision for 2020 to 2025 so international travel is a part of what i do so i, I i've got goals of 20 countries over the next five years starting wow. in november i'm going to china and then next year i'm already slated to go to israel go minister in japan during the olympics next year oh man um yeah, which the last time I've been to Japan is 1986 when I was wrestling there. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I'll go from Japan to the Philippines and do conferences in Manila and Cebu. Uh, and then we've got a, a cruise. Me and some of my friends are going to host called Inspiration Rejuvenation uh, on Royal Caribbean in the spring to Honduras and Mexico and the Bahamas. So all that's already on the boards for 2020. Wow, uh, and then here's the other prayer part is – so I'm going to petition that, that 200 individuals see the vision, believe in the, in the ministry and what I'm doing, and are going to be willing to uh, want to partner with me for that five-year window, 20 bucks a month for five years, tax write-off, and then 20 churches or organizations that also, which I already have several, already are going to uh, financially support the vision. And, awesome. um, and last but not least, that's not enough. Um, working on a brand new book, totally out of character from anything I've done in the past. It'll be probably in the lines of a, of a daily devotional. Um, oh, cool. And I'm updating my last one, my life story, a, ta a tale of the ring of redemption. And then I'm going to rework my very first one called breaking the chain. So all that's going on, my brother. Oh man. So you're not busy at all. You're, no, uh, <laughs> I need something to do. I need, I need something, something else, to man. do. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to tell you, you, you know, with all that, the irony, you know, and, you know, call it irony, I guess, is not lost on me. And the fact that, um, you know, the total package Lex, Lu Lex Luger and the Russian nightmare, Nikita Koloff, uh, you know, bitter enemies, bitter, you know, bitter feuds, you know, right. now united uh, as a tag team for Christ doing ministry. Amen. Exactly. <laughs> Only God. Only God. That's could, it. Could you tell me God doesn't together. exist. Look at that. That's you know, right. and, uh, if somebody was if somebody was in a coma from 1980, you know, eight all the way through and they woke up and they saw you guys together like that, they, you know, they would not believe it. Right. Uh, That's right. You know, and, and tell me, you know, here's the thing, too, is um. One of the things you kind of, when I told somebody, I told a friend of mine, uh, who's, who's female, you know, she's, a, and I said, uh, she knows I love wrestling. She knows I'm into wrestling. You know, we have all this stuff. And I said, um, you know, oh, hey guys, I'm going to be interviewing the Russian nightmare Nikita Koloff. The first thing she said was from preacher's daughter. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I'd be remiss if, I mean, I would literally, I'd be letting Diana down if I did not ask you about preacher's daughter and how did that come about and what was that experience like so it, it, it was it was so centered around my so i have i have four girls colby kendra tawny and taryn four girls seven grandkids and eighth grandchild on the way um oh wow and that show centered around colby's life my youngest daughter who at the time was about 15 her mother submitted a, an eight by ten the people were intrigued by her. She's a beautiful young young girl, at the, and they were intrigued. That led to a series of phone calls, eventually Skype, Zoom interviews, and 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 without knowing anything about my wrestling background, they were interested in her, not me. It centered around oh, wow. her, and the, and the <laughs> and then and then the funny part about it is when because they interviewed about twelve hundred families, they chose three out of twelve hundred. We were one of the three they chose. Wow. 
And it was only after the fact that they learned that her dad was a professional wrestler. All they knew, he was a preacher. Um, <laughs> and then I met the guy who had the concept for the show. And, and believe it or not, true story, we're in L.A. shooting commercials for preacher's daughters. He introduces himself. He goes, I used to have a picture of you on my wall as a kid. The guy who That's had the awesome. concept for the show. He said, I, That's unbelievable. I was a Nikita Koloff fan. I had a, a, a <laughs> so how about that for that guy, right? That's, that's kind of cool. So, and, and all that awesome. said, so she did that. We did that for two years. Um, she, yeah. she didn't like, my daughter did not like, Colby didn't like the direction. You know, they kept pushing the envelope, making it more and more edgy. She, yeah. she, she gra graciously declined a third year invitation from that. God launched her into Christian music and songwriting and, She's got unbelievable. Yeah, she's got an incredible following on Instagram and YouTube and, and songs out there on iTunes and Colby Koloff. She's she's anointed and amazing. And all my girls are 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 a blessing. All of them are a blessing. So that's how that's, preachers' man, that, daughters happen. That's just and, and that's just so cool to kind of you know, I started watching, you know, the show. I I went back and, you know, I I tuned in to, to see it because I had not actually seen it before yeah. and i was you know i was watching it and one of our favorite things i gotta i just honestly gotta tell you when you snap into the russian nightmare for a few seconds yeah. and you start and you start doing that and you start you know talking like this and then all of a sudden and your daughter just goes dad stop i could only <laughs> i know that that's on the show but i would like to believe that Throughout her entire life, that voice has haunted her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all of them are like, Dad, I don't care what you did, okay? You're my dad. You're my dad. Hey, you know what's funny about that, too, though, is is you're, you're referencing the, this girl. Is I, I'll meet young girls. I was in the store one day, and, and this girl, this young girl, she looks at me and goes, you look so familiar. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, I mean, like, really familiar. And I go, like, from television or something? She goes, Preachers, you're the guy from Preacher's Daughters. <laughs> and and I go, yeah, Colby Koloff. She goes, oh, my gosh. She goes, I literally just watched that show right before I came to work today. I go, well, honey. Oh, my goodness. Apparently, I was supposed to meet you. Did that? that was just a few weeks ago. I'll, I'll That's like, awesome. And so all these young girls have no idea that I was a pro wrestler. <laughs> all their parents know I was the wrestler. And they're like, no, no, no. That's the preacher guy. They're like, no, no, no. That's the wrestling guy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's interesting. It, yeah. Is it neck and neck? Or, you know, are you getting recognized for both about as much right now? Uh, or still? No, still, still more the wrestling. But I'll, I'll run Okay, in good. And, <laughs> and it's always girls for the preacher's daughters. It's it's never never guys. It's all, always girls. So, yeah, it's oh, funny. Man. So, but it was a great experience overall, I think, for the family. Like I said, it launched Colby into a God opened up an amazing career, honored her for her integrity oh, awesome. on the show and and just where she's at now. So, yeah, that's so man, that's so awesome. Now, um, we're you know, we're getting close to, to wrapping up, but I I I can't miss this opportunity to tell you, um, you know, we, we chatted a little bit about this, but at at WrestleCon this past year in New York. Um, I was, you know, going, you know, up and down. Just I had a certain list of uh, of legends that I wanted to meet. You were on that list, and I had the opportunity to to meet you face to face. And you know, I'm I'm a pastor. Uh, you're a pastor, and you know, we kind of, you know, I, I, as a wrestling fan, yes, I wanted to connect with you on 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 the level of of wrestling. 
But I also wanted to let you know, and you know, in that encounter, that hey, you've got people that are praying for you. You got people that you know are thinking about you as a minister and are praying for you. And the most surreal experience in the world that I had uh, at WrestleCon was me standing on the floor of this wrestling convention, and everybody's you know all these legends and fans and everybody's all around. And I ask you, can I pray for you? And here I am in the middle of this floor. I got my my hand on Nikita Koloff's shoulder, praying for him. When I'm done praying, you start praying for me. And so now I'm in my mind, I'm trying to be focused on prayer, but at the same time, I'm going, <laughs> the Russian nightmare is praying to God for me. God, this is so amazing, this life. And then we say amen, and I try to take a step back, but I can't. Because I bump, literally my face bumps right into the chest of Road Warrior Animal. <laughs> and so here I am, I'm having, a, I'm having a conversation with the Russian Nightmare Nikita Koloff, Road Warrior Animal, and five foot six me, by the way, who is just dwarfed by this entire experience, is thinking, is this real life right now? Because never in a million years would I have thought of that. And... And um, God, man, that just had to be for me. That was just that was a wild encounter. But you've got you actually have a, a, a special relationship with Road Warrior Animal, don't you? I mean, there you know from from the from getting into the sport to am I right? Did you also baptize them? Yeah, I mean, we we have we have a special relationship back to the days of I I, I actually let me tell this part of the story because people would might want to know. I actually recruited him out of high school to come play college football with me. Oh, wow. And, and so we go back to, and, and his family just embraced me. He had, you know, two other brothers, as I'm sure people know, and I became like the prodigal son to the family. His mom fell in love with me, and, <laughs> and I fell in love with the family, and, and they were just such a, just treated me like like one of the boys. And uh, and then, so the turn, of, the turn of fate there is I recruited him out of high school into college, and then he turned around and called me and recruited me out of college <laughs> into wrestling, right? <laughs> so, um, so we do have a long history there, uh, he and I, and, and with a lot of the guys, you know, I've had a, a fortune to have a role in, 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 in whether it's Ivan Koloff and, and him coming to the Lord or, or mentoring and, and discipling Lex Luger and Sting and and a role with with uh, having invited i invited animal to a conference in phoenix that he came to and 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 actually invited hawk to come hawk came and a pastor named jensen franklin was preaching that first night and hawk showed up at the altar first one to the altar gave it gave his life to the lord and wow. and and we baptized them guy we baptized a number of guys at the pool there at at the conference in in arizona and, and so very impacting uh, um, just looking back on the the opportunities that I've had with other wrestlers and and you know just up to present day man and, and it's just amazing to kind of you know think about the um, you know the way things go because you know everybody has a past everybody has friendships and relationships that they have experienced for you know a, a long time and, and it's it's kind of funny because when when you think about it in, in your world, you know, and in your circle, there are so many wrestling legends, both, you know, past and, and present, those who are here and, and are gone, who at some point have made, you know, a, a decision, you know, to, to become a Christian and, and to change their lives. It's amazing to see 
so many people like in my eyes that I would view as you know wrestling legends who now you guys travel you know together a lot still in a completely different circle in a different world we we do I mean and I think part of that story for people to understand is you know, if they say, well, why, 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 why these guys make the change? Why do they go from, you know, wrestling superstar to a Christ follower? And this, the simple summary would be how after, uh, on the pursuit of self, the fulfillment of self of fame, fortune, glamour, success, they, they've all come to the realization that, as I mentioned earlier, that it's an empty chase. Wow. That all of that still leaves one empty inside. It's like I like to say God put a built-in uh, GPS in, in, in. He put eternity in all of our hearts. And then it's just a question of whether or not we receive, accept, or reject his son Jesus determining determines where we spend eternity, right? And so for some of those guys, they came to that realization that wow. this has been an empty chase. My life has been built upon the sand. And it, it's crumbled behind the scenes for many of them. And they, they end up, you know, it's just surrendering their, their life to the Lord. So, and, it, and it's got to be in, in, you know, just a, just an interesting, you know, perspective of, you know, everything in life brought you to this point, to this moment. Um, what would you say to someone who right now, is they're seeking. Maybe they're getting started in their faith journey. Maybe they're, you know, not even sure. And they are, you know, to coin the the phrase of the of the podcast, and they're wrestling with hope. What would you say to somebody? Well, uh, uh, along the lines of what kind of what I've, I mean, I've already said. So no matter no matter who you are, you know, where you're at, what station in life. I mean, if if you are, are searching for answers or you feel like you're on that empty chase um that jesus said to quote a quote jesus he said i am the way the truth and the life and nobody comes to the father except through me and and that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god and and the ways of sin is death but the gift the gift of god is eternal life uh through christ jesus our lord And, and so if you haven't made that decision or or not very familiar with that get a Bible, open up a Bible, read the book of John, and, uh, and you'll understand what, what he did for all of us. If you're brand new in your faith, then as I mentioned earlier, you know, come get in a Bible study, make sure you're plugged into a good church, make sure you're reading your Bible, growing and learning and being discipled. Um, it's more than just a simple decision of checking a box of salvation. That's just the very first step. You've just begun at that point, a, a lifelong journey that extends into eternity with a personal relationship with Jesus. Man, that's so, so. good. That's so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah, we, absolutely. We're wrapping up. And so we're going to, we're going to wrap up. I'd like to wrap up the podcast um, with what I call the three count. This is three fast answer questions. And so you don't have to think too much about it. Uh, and uh, we're just, I'm going to give you, you know, one question after another and, and uh, hit me with whatever comes uh, at the top of your mind. You ready? Sure. Let's do it. Here we go. Here's the three count. Number one, your favorite match. Boy, it's hard to nail it. You know, I get asked that all the time. I got asked this the other day at the, at the Man Up conference. Um, you know, I mean, so many, so many come to mind. I mean, from the very first ever war games to a chain match with the Road Warriors to 
to the best of seven with Magnum TA. Certainly what ranks up there was the very first ever great American bash with nature boy, Ric Flair for the world heavyweight yes. title, because I was only 13 months into the business. I mean, I was still learning, still new and I'm wrestling in front of however many 25, 30,000 something people, the nature boy, Ric Flair for the world heavyweight title. So I, I'd have to, I'll, I'll, I'll pin it down to that one. All right. Uh, number two, your favorite Bible verse or quote. Colossians 110. Uh, my goal is to live a life that is worthy of the Lord Jesus, that uh, I would fully please him in every single way, every day that I will bear fruit for every good work. And I will grow in the knowledge of God. Colossians 110. Oh man. That's that. That that's an awesome two count right there. So now the three count. Name someone that inspires you to grow in your faith. I'm inspired. I'm inspired by several. I mean, I mean, my pastor Jay Stewart uh, inspires me. Uh, my uh, one of my mentors, Ronnie Raven, inspires me. He's been in ministry for over fifty years. Um, Lex Luger inspires me when anyone who doesn't know his story that knows where he once was and where he's at now through a spinal cord injury that, that almost left him paralyzed from the neck down is one of the biggest inspiration inspirations to my life. Just to watch him now live life uh, under the conditions that he's in is a huge inspiration to me. Mm, So good. Uh, well, Nikita, thank you so much for, for joining us. Before we uh, sign off, would you please tell us how we can connect with you online and, and throw and plug anything that you got going on soon? Yeah, I want to. So I, I gave you some vision casting. So I certainly appreciate all those, like I said, all those who are prayer warriors out there. Um, as far as the ministry side goes, another prayer request on the wrestling end of it. Um, it all will be revealed, but uh, I'm actually working on a on a story that that we'll see how this unfolds. But there's a potential that Uncle Nikita may may uh, may step out there sometime soon. I'll just say, keep your eyes open oh. for 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 things in the future, carrying on the legacy and dynasty of the Koloffs. Though, just. I'll just plant that seed, Uncle Nikita. <laughs> just think about Uncle Nikita. And so keep that in your prayers, if you would. We'll see how that unfolds. And then, of course, like I said, the vision for 2020 to 2025 and for partnerships. And the website for Man Camp for men 18 years and older, if you have an interest to, to come and, and, and really deep dive into running after the heart of God, mancamp.info. It's just mancamp.info, and you'll see the website and all the information there. And uh, when when we when we host, we do still have uh, one or two spots for the October October twentieth event. So if a guy still time to sign up and register and and come. Um, and then the other, uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I do have a Facebook presence, um, but I'm not I'm not on there a lot. Uh, but I do. Usually post something little positive thing on Instagram. It's just Nikita Koloff with the number one behind it. That's the real me, Nikita Koloff with the number one behind it. If you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, 
And then my, my regular website is NikitaKoloff.com. So. Oh man, that's now you got me all excited about Uncle Nikita showing up somewhere. <laughs> you know, just a possibility. And just I know the possibility. You've ha- and, and I know that you you you've still been around the the world of wrestling because now you use you know you've used wrestling for ministry recently and yeah uh, and, and and that you know that's been that's been awesome. Uh, Universal yes. Wrestling, right? Yeah, I, well, and a, a number of different organizations right. and stuff, and 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 that's that's the vision here that if that door of opportunity opens up uh, for uncle Nikita to step out and a generation of fans that, that don't know who Nikita Koloff is, or maybe their parents did or their grandparents, but, um, um, and the ultimate goal, my brother is that can touch the hearts and lives of a new generation with the gospel. Then I'm, I'm like, Lord, then open that door up and, and, make it happen well and and i'm just thinking to myself you know on top of that you know you have aew right now and tully Mm. blanchard is is a manager in aew uh and so you've you know you got that arn anderson has shown up in aew um you know you've got uh nwa coming back to tv we have studio wrestling coming back you know to television there's a lot of different opportunities maybe you show up in your maybe your uncle uh uncle nikita uh, nikita uh to uh to rusev i don't know but i'm just (laughs) saying <laughs> never know. You, ne- you never, never know. know. Strange, stranger things have happened in the world of wrestling. I'm, I'm rooting for it. I can't <laughs> wait to see it. Nikita Koloff, thank you so much for joining us on the Wrestle with Hope podcast. God bless you, my friend, and all the fans out there. God bless you. Thank you. I want to give a big thank you to the Russian nightmare, Nikita Koloff, for joining us on Wrestle with Hope, this special interview edition, WWH. In this corner, be on the lookout for future episodes with more interviews. I can't wait to bring you our next guest. Can't say anything about it yet, but I can't wait to bring you our next guest very soon. So be on the lookout in a couple of weeks. We'll be putting out another bonus edition of WWH in this corner. Please connect with us. Russell with hope at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Send us an email at Russell with hope on Instagram at Russell with hope on Twitter and find us on Facebook at Wrestle With Hope. It would do a huge favor for us if you could leave us a review, whether it's on iTunes or Google or Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please drop us a line. Drop us a five-star review. We would love to hear from you. If you like what you're hearing on the Wrestle With Hope podcast, consider supporting Ability Tree Florida. That's our nonprofit. We come alongside families impacted by disability and provide rest. R-E-S-T, recreation, education, support, and training. We work with families with children with special needs, and we provide support groups. We provide trainings and workshops for them. We also provide community for them, and especially rest. We provide respite programs like Parents' Night Out programs, after-school programs, as, and our art programs like Artability and more. If you want to get behind what we are doing, you can donate at donorbox.org slash wrestlewithhope. If you want to find out more about what we're doing and how you can better support us, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Florida. want to say a big thank you to Josiah Williams for his song, Number One Contender, as our theme song. Follow him at Williams and at WrestleNFlow. A big thank you to Greg Goslin for our artwork on our logo. Greg Goslin's on Instagram. Check him out at Greg Goslin to see more incredible art and support his talent. 
Guys, once again, thank you so much for joining us for this bonus episode of Wrestle With Hope. WWH in this corner. Can't wait to bring you more. And we'll see you in just a few more days when we cover another incredible week of wrestling. Once again, this is Wayne Cordova signing off. And remember, if God is for you, who can dare stand against you? Until next week, then, this would be Gordon Soley saying so long from the Sunshine State.